Hey, good morning and welcome. Happy Tuesday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. You know, legal, lawful, constitutional, heck, biblical tender. You know, we like to refer to it as wealth insurance in, in, a, in a world that's world's gone completely nuts. Uh, and more, really, a great reason why you need to own it. Think about just in the last 24 hours. There was 10 drones. Now it's 20. Apparently they don't know how to count. Right? I, baffling to me. This morning now the, the number of drones or, or cruise missiles uh, got doubled. Apparently, they don't know how to count very well in Saudi Arabia. You know, you would have thought it had been pretty easy. You know, the missile hits, the fire starts, you just start counting the fires. Apparently, they only could count to 10, uh, but but now they're saying double that number. Uh, and, and all day, I've heard everything from two weeks to six months to fix whatever it was that got damaged you tried to decide the, the New York Federal Reserve this morning. Uh, we have a problem. Too much debt, not enough money, had to open the Federal Reserve window for, for a repo auction because banks couldn't find buyers for their debt. Right, because that's what you know. Banks don't hold this stuff, right? They, they, they. Oh, yeah, they loan it and they, they package it up, right? We don't remember the tranches and the uh, what are they? The CDOs and the this and the that, and I forget all the acronyms that they use. And they bundle it all up and then they sell it. Well, nobody wanted it, or nobody was willing to part with dollars for it. $53 billion worth of uh, all kinds of agency debt, mortgage-backed security debt, uh, and, and probably the worst part was the uh, business debts that nobody wanted. And business debt was the biggest piece of it, uh, followed by the mortgages. Uh, we don't know what kind. They won't tell us. Uh, again, why do we need to audit the Federal Reserve? Shouldn't we know who it was that was like, yeah, no thanks, I don't want it? Right? They shopped it to everybody. Nobody wanted it. And uh, wouldn't that be a good indication of, that? Eh, I probably don't want to hold that stuff. But, of course, uh, if you knew that, you may put your, take your money out of the bank. So uh, don't know what banks had to do it. Don't know what the, what the collateral even was. All as I know is uh, nobody wanted it. And don't worry. Everything's wonderful. 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Gold's up, silver's up. Uh, the website at all American Gold, allamericangold.com uh, is the website. You can order online. You can do all those things. Metals, plants, whatever it may be. We got you covered. Uh, so many things to talk about. Another conspiracy theory is now fact. And it's been fact. Uh, but again, they don't want you to believe it. Uh, this one actually involving uh, the precious metals market and J.P. Morgan. Maybe the worst kept secret of all time. So when I started here, when I started working with Eric and my father-in-law and 
and uh, I was learning the ropes. Customers, you know, I'd be on the phone, and customers would be telling me about J.P. Morgan, specifically J.P. Morgan manipulating the metals market, that J.P. Morgan owned the silver market. And, and I used to come out, and I would talk about Economics 101, right? Supply and demand. Forget all the other stuff, because that's just noise. When it comes right down to it, it's always based on Economics 101, Supply and Demand. Or is it? And this has been one of the big contentions and why now uh, I think that the price of gold and silver is going to continue to go higher. Yesterday, the Department of Justice, along with the New York Attorney's General, essentially said J.P. Morgan was running like the mob when it came to their precious metals desk, a criminal enterprise. And I'm just thinking to myself, where was Gata? Where were these clowns, right? How many times would people present, oh, no, we can't see it. No, no, everything looks great here. Far from it, A, a... Decades-long criminal enterprise at the trading desk at J.P. Morgan. And you know this goes to the top. You know it. Well, you think that that they didn't know what was going on at the desk? Uh, and, and now the Department of Justice uh, coming out. Uh, people are under arrest. Uh, people are on leaves of absence and, and all these other things. When so... Another uh, conspiracy theory that was proven absolutely correct. Here was the bad part. They said that J.P. Morgan really went against their own clients. Right? So if you were calling, if you were trading with J.P. Morgan, hey, silver's going higher today, right? The, the mint's out of silver and this and that and the other, blah, blah, blah. J.P. Morgan would deliberately work against you. I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it. Break up these banks. They are nothing more than criminal organizations. And, And again, for years now, years, we've been talking about, and it's not just J.P. Morgan, and I'll get to the indictment here about them manipulating the prices of, of precious metals. And listen, it's not just even precious metals. Name it. Name it. Whatever it is you're buying, these guys are working against you. They all conspire against us right there. And, and, and again, no wrongdoing ever admitted. The bank pays a fine. Maybe a couple of their traders go to jail. But somehow, yeah, Jamie Diamond, I'm sure he didn't know. Because they care so much about us. Right? They can go on, hey, let's get rid of, of pawn shops. We don't want them here. We don't want them in our bank. You check cashing companies, get the heck out of here. You guys are scummy people. Because that's what they do. Right? Really, the real scum are these guys. 
And I don't know how much more you want to take. Listen, they don't even pay you for your money anymore. Wake up. They are out there to fleece you, and they don't care. According to the Department of Justice, vindication for all of the conspiracy theorists who for years have been complaining about this exact thing. They are accusing the precious metals trading desk at J.P. Morgan. Okay, this one's big. Yes, they name a, uh, some of the players in it, but they're, they're essentially saying the whole desk. Of being deeply involved in what prosecutors described as a massive, multi-year scheme. Listen, this thing was going on for decades. Now, this one here, uh, they're saying eight years. They put this one together. And I'm going to tell you right now, my guess is that's just as far back as they wanted to go. Because you know what? My guess is if they went too far back, there may be some names involved that they don't want to have involved. You know what I'm saying. Right? Hey, that guy may be, if he's not the CEO, he may be the CFO or, or you know, he's a high-profile guy. Right? So let's not go back too far. And they're saying that they're deeply involved in what prosecutors described. A massive, multi-year scheme to manipulate the market for precious metals, futures, contracts, and to defraud market participants. Got news for you. The banks did it together. J.P. Morgan, though according to the Department of Justice, appears to be the ringleader in all of this. In an indictment unsealed yesterday, the Department of Justice has, has charged veteran J.P. Morgan traders and former heads of its precious metals trading desk based on the fact that it was conducted, uh, that the conduct, was so widespread on the desk that it engaged in thousands and thousands of episodes over an eight-year period. That it is the precisely the kind of conduct that the RICO statutes is meant to punish, according to the Attorney General of New York. I can tell you right now. Right? RICO statutes. That's what they use to convict the mobsters. Right? And this is now essentially what they're saying is, hey, this was nothing more than, than a criminal organization at the entire trading desk at J.P. Morgan. And they said that they would conspire to conduct the affairs of an enterprise involved in interstate or foreign commerce through a pattern of racketeering activity. Already, they said that 12 people have been charged in the precious metals market rigging conspiracy. We're going to follow the facts wherever they lead, unless they go past eight years. <laughs> We're not going to follow them that far. I mean, come on. 
You think it just started eight years? Come on. Right? We know. We all know. Whether it it's across desk here or at any other bank or upwards in the financial institutions, it is unclear what the Department of Justice is planning. But when they looked at the indictment, uh, J.P. Morgan has actually placed several of their traders on leave. A third trader that was already charged uh, that said that he left J.P. Morgan in December of 2009. That trader went to Credit Suisse and First New York Bank engaged in the same type of trading there, right? Again, all of these banks are all connected together. The defendants and others. So, again, more to come. And I promise you, this isn't just in precious metals. Right? This is in LIBOR rates. Right? This is in oil. Right? This is in probably your agriculture, all of these things. This is what these criminals do. The defendants and others engaged in a massive scheme to manipulate the market for precious metals, and they continued to see this type of illegal activity in the marketplace. And according to Bloomberg, three other banks, Deutsche Bank, HSBC, UBS, have already agreed to $50 million in settlements. Right, and again, no wrongdoing, nobody goes to prison, nobody, none of the higher-ups, I'm sure they didn't know. Uh, While at J.P. Morgan, so one of the traders who uh, has already pleaded guilty So this is something the Department of Justice has been investigating for a while. They informed J.P. Morgan late this summer. J.P. Morgan then immediately suspended or, I don't know, you know, sent a bunch of their traders home. They haven't fired them because, let's face it, fire them may mean they're going to go and tell everything they know. But one of the traders who's already pleaded guilty, well at J.P. Morgan, I was instructed by supervisors, okay, that's plural, and more senior traders, again, plural, to trade in a certain fashion, namely to place orders that I intended to cancel before execution. Right? That's called spoofing. Right? So J.P. Morgan would set up a bunch of fake orders. And see, the, the the world can see these orders. The Wall Street traders, they all see all these fake orders, sell orders, right? Because, hey, my clients are all by. Because really at the banks, 90%, they'll tell you this, 90% of their contracts are buys, not sells. 
Because why? We, hey, we, we're going to make a killing, right? You buy. It's, it's like at the craps table in Vegas. Right? You like craps? I love craps. That's why I don't go to Vegas, because I love craps. It, it's just a bad deal. But you have the pass line and the don't pass line. For those of you that don't play craps, the pass line is a bet that you place to say, hey, I'm with the shooter. I'm with the guy rolling the dice. Now, most people crap out. Okay, That's not good. And then they have the don't pass line, which is, hey, yeah, I think this shooter's going to crap out. 99% of all the bets are on the pass line. Matter of fact, when someone has the audacity to bet the don't pass line, right, we all give that guy a bad look. Dude, you're going you're gonna to ruin the karma. Same thing here. Call up your guy at J.P. Morgan. You're going long. At J.P. Morgan, it would spoof the market and say, look at all these sell orders, and the price would just collapse. And right before execution, they'd just cancel them. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Right? And make a killing off of their own clients. They said that the behavior at J.P. Morgan, by the way, the interview, this is how long this investigation's been going on. The guy uh, that, that, that gave that quote about, hey, I worked at the trading desk at J.P. Morgan. This, they told me to do it. All the supervisors, all the senior traders, this, was, this is how you trade it. That was October 2018 uh, when uh, he had pleaded guilty to uh, you know, committing commodities fraud. They say the behavior backs, uh, dates back more than 10 years to 2009. One of the traders who participated in a chat, and they get these chats, so these traders are all talking to each other. Right? Never, never leave the paper trail, right? Uh, they said they traded precious metals at Bear Stearns, J.P. Morgan. I mean, you name it. They're all in here. I was instructed that if a client wished to sell futures, I should simultaneously place both bids and offers with the intent of canceling my bids prior to execution, effectively causing my own client's losses at a profit to the bank. We created market activity which officially drove up the sale prices and inducted other market participants to purchase assets at inflated prices. <laughs> Think about how scummy that is. Hey, you wanted to buy silver today. We're going to drive up the price. And then as soon as... And, and so here's what they do. And this is even more devious. So you want to buy a contract. Okay, you want to buy uh, a gold contract, a 1,000-ounce silver contract, 400-ounce gold contract, whatever it may be. And let's just say the price was, let's use today, got silver at $18, okay? So you got a 1,000-ounce thousand, a silver contract at $18, right? That's $18,000. 
J.P. Morgan and the other banks would all put fake bids in that would drive up that $18 price. So maybe now instead of you getting it at 18 you got in at 18 and a half. And then as soon as all of their market guys got in, and they would set it up, your orders went first. They would start canceling all of their alleged orders. And the price would start dropping, and then they'd short it. It'd really whack you. Hey, you got in at 18 and a half. Uh, Silver's now seventeen fifty. Whoops! Hopefully you didn't do it on margin, and then you got a margin call on top of it. Yeah, this is where you put your money. I'm telling you, leave only what you have to in the bank. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Every sports fan knows the best defense is a good offense. President Trump mastered this better than anyone in the history of American politics. No one on the national stage was talking about the problems of Democrat-controlled Baltimore before Donald Trump brought it up. Now everyone's been talking about it for months, and thanks to Donald Trump's spot-on tweets. Trump's not just tweeting his opinions, he's telling the hard facts. Baltimore's ranked as one of the ten least livable cities in the United States. Democrat Congressman Elijah Cummings represents much of the city, and he's one of the most powerful congressmen on Capitol Hill. Trump boldly tweeted, quote, Baltimore under the leadership of Elijah Cummings, has the worst crime statistic in the nation. 25 years of all talk, no action, end quote. Cummings has shamefully been using his time attacking the conditions in a detention center on the border rather than fixing his own city. Representative Cummings used a House hearing with the head of Homeland Security as his personal platform to express outrage about how illegal aliens are held. That led to President Trump contrasting the relatively clean detention centers with the deplorable conditions in Representative Cummings' own Baltimore district. It's ironic how Democrats focus so much on the conditions of illegal aliens instead of spending time and effort helping people in their own districts. Just think of all the dirtiest and most crime-ridden cities you know. There's Baltimore, Chicago, New York, and San Francisco, just to name a few. What all these cities have in common is poor leadership by Democrat-run city government. Democrats don't know how to make government work for the people. Their worldview just doesn't have the right solutions. This isn't something Trump is happy about, by the way. He'd gladly work with the Democrat-controlled House to improve inner cities. Just think about the incredible steps he's taken in the area of criminal justice reform. The only problem is the Pelosi crew seems uninterested in working with him. It doesn't matter what the issue is or how simple the solution. Democrats would rather see their own citizens suffer than to lose the political capital of another Trump win. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. For 50 years, Mrs. Schlafly promoted grassroots efforts to rally conservatives. Today, you can harness the power of social media by going to phyllisschlafly.com and sharing these commentaries with friends across the country. Get started at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
800-951-0592. The, uh, the Department of Justice uh, said the events that they're prosecuting now occurred from 2008 through 2016. The disgusting part about this, the main conspirator, there's two of them, from J.P. Morgan. Uh, One of them, and I want to make sure, here it is, Michael Nowak. He is the most prevalent, followed by a guy named Greg Smith. Nowak had been at the Precious Metals desk at J.P. Morgan since 1996. And I only bring that up because you think this started in 08, you're crazy. There's a reason they're not going back farther. But then I think about think about the, the crash in the prices. Remember when silver got to 50 and then three days in a row, down five, down five, down five. Think this guy did it? Oh, I guarantee you he did. How about the three days? What was it? Five trading days in gold where it lost, uh, went from 1,900 to 1,400 in like five trading days. You think these guys were behind it? Of course they were. Spoofing the market and then shorting against their own clients. Uh, So, again, now that uh, some of this stuff is coming to light, right? Without the spoofing, where are things headed, you know, in the next run? And you're starting to see it, right? You look at this run that's happened, right? They're not there. Can't stop the train from leaving the station. Uh, right now, gold's up another, depending on where you look, gold's up 3 to $8. The price is still the same. Uh, 1508 1509 on gold. Silver. Uh, up as well. Silver right now, $18 to the ounce. Uh, the Dow is down 50. The S&P's down one. The Nasdaq's up one. Crude oil's down $2.50. Conflicting reports. I don't know which one's right. Uh, early this morning, uh, former national security advisors and alleged oil experts were like, it's going to take Saudi Arabia six months to get this stuff back online, they, they were claiming that the the missiles, however many there were, apparently the Saudis only wanted to use their hands, uh, and they only you know came up with ten. Uh, now we find, I mean, these attacks were what, what Friday, Saturday, you know, Friday nights, right? So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days later, uh, they now say there's uh, up up to twenty. Uh, missiles and or drones, whatever it may be. But they hit these these things that, remember I talked about yesterday, hey, some of this stuff can be replaced pretty easy, pretty quickly. And this morning, uh, our Defense Department released some satellite imagery of where they hit, and this guy was out there said, hey, they knew exactly where to hit it. This thing was precise. These are things that, you know, it... it a rush order will take six months to replace. Uh, then right after that, the Saudis said two weeks. Well, two to three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, right now, anyway, here's my guess is uh, somewhere in between those two, right? Somewhere between two and three weeks and six months. So let's just say 
uh, within the next three to four months, this thing will be back up and running. But uh, any event, uh, that's what's driving the markets today. Uh, not a lot happening. You know, as far as product availability in the gold markets, tightening up again. Uh, just not a lot of great values out there. So, you know, we, we, and of course, we're always about value here. I want you to buy as much gold as you can, as close to spot as you can, and be able to stay private, right? You'd be able to buy it, sell it, trade it. Don't have to give out your Social Security number. You don't have to be 1099, right? That's what we're about here, right? You don't have to worry about markups, right? When do you worry about markups? When you see, hey, gold's 1510, and they're they're calling you up, these dealers out there, and they want you to pay eighteen, nineteen, two thousand dollars $2,000 for an ounce of gold, right? That's when you know you're getting taken advantage of. Uh, today I've got I'm going to do a volume deal here. I got U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces at sixteen hundred twenty dollar liberties twenty dollar saints right those are the old ones pre nineteen thirty three U.S. minted right private non confiscatable well you know and again on that one I, I we don't know right because is gold going to be confiscated again probably. I think it will. I I, I just think that that it will. Uh, they'll they'll pay you for it. I think. Uh, will they confiscate the old gold? That was the only thing that didn't get confiscated the last time. But with a stroke of a pen, the government will do what it wants. They're at sixteen hundred dollars. Gold's at fifteen ten. So that's only ninety dollars. I mean, that's nothing. Ten percent. Would be sixteen fifty, right? So you're not, you know, we're at nine, uh, uh, ninety dollars, or you know, uh, ninety dollars over spot. If you buy ten or more, I'll take off ten bucks at fifteen ninety. Twenty or more, another ten bucks, fifteen eighty. So you'll be at seventy dollars over spot at twenty or more. If you if you bought, if you buy twenty of them. It's thirty-one thousand six hundred. You buy ten of them, fifteen thousand nine hundred. Uh, or if you buy one through nine, they're sixteen hundred dollars a piece at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. Silver Eagles. They're still at four hundred and thirty-five dollars a roll at twenty. Uh, if you're looking at silver, though, I love those dimes. We still have the dimes at seventy bucks, and that's just cheap. I mean, uh, you look at, at, at dimes there, you're looking at a cost of $19.58. So you're like, hey, that's only $1.50, $1.58 over spot for government Hallmark silver. I mean, that's, that, that's fantastic pricing there on silver as well. So 800 951 Zero five nine two volume discounts on on gold today. Uh, great opportunities uh, in the silver market as well. Uh, yesterday, the Justice Department. That's kind of amazing. Uh, coming down and, and essentially saying the entire trading desk 
of the precious metals division of J.P. Morgan was nothing more uh, than a criminal organization. When we get back, we've got the Federal Reserve meeting uh, already started today. We'll get the announcement tomorrow. I know they're going to say there's no inflation. Apparently someone forgot to tell FedEx that. I'll tell you about that when we return. Just incredible, right? And, of course, uh, how would it take this long? Like I said, I started 16 years ago. And so many of you, and I know all of you out there listening are like, yep, I told Joe about this. I told Joe about this in 03, 04, 05, 06, 08. It was probably the worst kept secret in, in in the precious metals industry. And how many times GATA and all these, uh, the World Gold Council come out, oh, no, no, it's fine. They weren't investigating anything. What did they do? They called up these guys at J.P. Morgan. Hey, is anything weird going on? Oh, no, no. That's great. Oh, okay, thanks. Right? And they would insult us all and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you, the... Uh, the damage done by these people uh, was temporary. Gold and silver are, are headed significantly higher. Uh, just look at today. Listen, there's no crisis, at least not yet. No big war, at least not yet. We've got a lot of debt. We've got a lot of that. But the Fed had to open up the Fed window today. Right, there was twelve billion dollars of commercial or of, of uh, mortgage-backed securities. I don't know which kind. Were they residential? Were they com- uh, commercial? Was it both? That nobody wanted. There was another what, uh, something like thirty or forty billion dollars of corporate debt that the banks couldn't unload. No buyers. They're like, hey, I got, I got. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know, Kmart company debt. <laughs> anybody want it? People are like, nope, no, no. no. Uh, Chicago debt, anybody want that? Uh, no thanks, right? And now the Fed's out there buying it all up again, again. No, no ability to price risk. Because right? there were buyers out there for it. They wanted a 10%. They wanted a 10% per day. I'll take it. But I'm going to charge a 10%. Right? That's pricing risk. Right? The Fed doesn't want you to be able to price risk. And, of course, ultimately when it does, it's way worse. Right? We, we could, uh, and again, they don't want, you know, got the big meeting. I don't want any troubles. Trust me when I tell you, all of this, this house of cards, this debt house of cards is getting ready to come undone. You can't have negative rates, people. Come on, you know you can't. Right, remember we fixed it. We got what? What did we get to? Two and a quarter to two and a half. Right now we're on our way back to zero again. Uh, there's no inflation. Yeah, someone forgot to tell FedEx. FedEx effective January sixth. FedEx FedEx shipping rates will go up by average of four point nine percent. I love that. They don't want to say five. Uh, four point nine. Uh, FedEx ground. FedEx home. FedEx this. FedEx that. Up four nine. FedEx uh, freight shipping will go up 5.9%. 
Shipments with the uh, between the U.S., uh, Canada, Mexico, it doesn't matter. If you're shipping it, they're going to pay you more. But FedEx wasn't done. They said on January the 20th, so this is January 6th, rates up between 4.9 to 5.9%. But then on January the 20th, they're going to be upping their surcharges. They won't say what. So how much is it really? I don't know. Right? You increased to 4.9, but then you're going to hit me with a, a surcharge, right? That's the same thing. But, of course, you know, not in the eyes of FedEx. Uh, they, they said that uh, no announcement has been made as to, at least from what I read. So here you go. Oversized packages, uh, U.S. Express packages, international ground service We'll see a $37.50 surcharge, uh, and those are for the oversized. They don't give any of the other stuff, so I, I don't know how much, but 49 to 5.9% plus any uh, surcharges, I guess, that FedEx deems fit to put in. I guess maybe we'll see with this Saudi thing if oil prices uh, get out of control. I got a pretty good idea of what one of the surcharges is going to be. Uh, by by the way, uh, General Motors strike now into day two. I wonder when that's going to really start having an effect. You know, you got 46,000 people not working. Uh, how many cars do they build in a day? What's that going to do, right, to GDP? But uh, they said uh, neither side uh, saying that they're even close yet. So, uh, I guess when G- GM starts running out of cars, uh, things will get serious there. U.S. $20 gold pieces today, volume discounts, uh, 1 through 9 at 1600 10 or more, 1590 20 or more at 1580 Rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles at 435 But if you're looking for a, a better deal on silver, U.S. government hallmark silver, uh, rolls of dimes at seventy dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our number to call. And think about that clip I played you yesterday, talking about gold miners and the geology and the geologists saying over eighty percent of the company's official gold reserves are vastly overstated because a lot of their reserves are from deposits that are not mineable. And, and the funny thing was it, was it was not mineable at any cost. Right? In other words, hey, the thing floods all the time. Right? You can't mine in there. You can't put people in the ground. Right, the the, the it, it, it's suicide. It, it, the cost doesn't matter. Gold gold at two thousand doesn't make the, the deposits mineable. No, three thousand. No, four thousand. No. Demand spiking. Central banks buying it up. Sounds like a recipe for success. The J.P. Morgan Mafia metals desk now broken up. Yeah. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 
800-951-0592. Just following up on the first uh, Fed market activity in years. Uh, talking about the repo facility opened this morning, $53 billion in a day. You know, think about that balance sheet right now. I don't know what it was. I don't know if this is a one-day hold, a week, a month, a year. I don't know. We don't know. Wouldn't we like to know? Yes. We're now coming out that more problems in the repo market expected tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, saying that an influx of of, uh, debt hitting the markets. uh, So we're going to watch tomorrow. Is it possible, people are speculating, that is the Fed going to announce QE4 tomorrow? Uh, I don't think so. I think they've got a hint at it first, right? Saying, oh, it's coming and this and that. Remember, I told you this several weeks ago. This was going to happen. Listen, we got a debt problem. Too much debt and not enough money. That's the problem. And oh, by the way, the key to these repo markets is it needs to stay below the Fed's funds rate. So when the interest rate was like, hey, I'll do it for 10%, the Fed's funds rates were at 2%, right? There's a problem there. And, and so now the central bank is turning it once again into this buyer of last resort. And my question has been and always will be, what is in this debt that nobody wants it? Right? And the fact, $53 billion? I mean, that, that's, that's one day. I mean, the, the central bank, right, remember, at the height of their thing, they were trying to sell off $50 billion in a month. And they're buying $50 billion in a day? That'd be over a trillion dollars a month. I'm, and now, again, I don't know. Is, is this uh, one of those bad waves? Right? Because, you know, right, all this debt circles and... and, and and uh, comes due at different times, and then the wave, because our debt keeps climbing, the wave of it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And are we just at this wave for, you know, hey, the next two or three weeks, hey, there's just too much of it, not enough money, someone's got to buy it, because otherwise, if the market sets the price, could you imagine? If all of a sudden, all of that debt now was like, hey, uh, I'll give you 90 cents on the dollar. I just think about what happened to housing when 3% of the people defaulted, 4% of the people defaulted. That was it. And how bad it was. And now you got debt out there being priced at, hey, uh, 90 cents on the dollar. That's a problem. 800-951-0592. So one more thing to look at tomorrow in the in the press conference. Is there going to be talk of quanta, another quantitative easing program? Uh, that could be another one of those bullish things. When we talk about uh, gold and silver, we're expecting another rate cut. I think that's kind of baked in. Uh, now... You know, I thought would we get tough, tough Fed talk, not so tough Fed talk. I'm kind of saying they're going to say everything but here is bad and uh, maybe start hinting at QE. 
uh, could be the next catalyst here for gold and silver. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.